0: Good morning. I'm Emily Reese, and I'm speaking with Superintendent from Minneapolis Public Schools, Ed Graff. Hello, Ed.
1: Good morning, Emily.
0: Glad to have you back. So uh, what is school going to look like this fall, Ed?
1: Yeah, well, we've made it through the summer, and, you know, now we're um, just gearing up for the start of the school year. And so with the governor's recent announcement um, giving us the opportunity to make decisions you know, locally that uh, support not only the health and well-being of our students and staff, but also the, the best learning model that we can deliver for our students at the start of the school year. So we are actually going to begin um, in uh, distance learning. We've created a dial of five phases to safe learning, and full, uh, phase one has been full distance learning. And, of course, if you move across that dial, uh, the continuum, phase five will be full in-person, where we hope to be at some point during the school year. But for us, starting at phase two, which is distance learning with supports, and so we'll be operating that um, certainly through the month of September and then evaluating and reviewing um, not only our data, but the the delivery of those services and how we um, may need to adjust based on any kind of uh, increased infection rates of of COVID-19 or adjustments to uh, just opening it up further.
0: I know that there were some barriers to tech with technology, just making sure that families are connected to the Internet, making sure families have the appropriate equipment. So how is that being managed this fall? Is, I, I assume that has improved since uh, distance learning started in March.
1: Well, yeah, when we, we started in March with our distance learning, it was more of a crisis or an emergency uh, reaction to you know, the needs with COVID-19. Um, We distributed nearly uh, 17,000 devices to families. We also purchased, um, you know, 3,000 hotspots and have been delivering those um, since last spring. So we're positioned now to, um, through the month of August, determine what it is that families need going into the school year. We did not ask families to return those devices at the end of last year. So many of them are still being utilized by our students um, through our completion of summer school or just other activities that they were participating in with the county or the library. Um, So things like that. But our intent is to get a better sense by having families uh, communicate with their schools as to what they need. If the device works fine for their child, great. Then they can continue to use it. We do know that sometimes, you know, cords will get lost or there might be something that some glitch with the device. So we're setting up an opportunity for families to, to bring those devices back in so we can replace them or refurbish whatever their needs are. Um, but really want to emphasize that our families in the school district who do not have access to technology, uh, they should be contacting their schools for help. And we'll get more information about that out to families this month as we prepare for the start of the school on uh, September 8th.
0: Ed, can you talk to me a little bit about how much the governor's uh, announcement last week affected? Because it seems like you guys announced before even the governor announced what what he expected in terms of the state. So can you talk me through that decision?
1: Yeah, we had been spending a lot of time, as requested by the governor and the Minnesota Department of Education, in developing different scenarios. They asked us to develop a You know, a distance learning scenario. They asked us to develop a hybrid scenario, which is a combination of in-person and distance learning. And then we were asked to create a scenario: should we return back to school full in-person with the brick-and-mortar? And And as we went through that process, you know, communicating with different uh, stakeholders, had a a number of committees that had been formulated. We had five different committee committees, um, and in one of our committees, the the instructional committee, there were. 14 subcommittees. So our task force. So we had a lot of work that was going into um, preparation for up to the start of the school year. But one of the most telling things we had was feedback from our families around what their priorities were. And uh, we had, you know, a good, good portion of our families saying that they wanted to make sure the safety and well-being of students and staff was first and foremost. Um, They also said they wanted us to really improve our remote learning considerations for students. So in addition to the survey information we had, as well as the infection rate and numbers, um, and our ability to operationalize all of this um, based on the restrictions that we had or the guidelines that we had from uh, the health department, we ended up going to this continuum and um, ended up with uh, doing distance learning. I think there's another key point here that uh, has has been uh, talked about a little bit. And then with the governor's plan, you know, in allowing us to use health data for our decisions around each county, we know that Hennepin County is a very large um, county and it covers a a wide range of area in in Minnesota. We also know that in the city of Minneapolis, which resides within that county, we have uh, some very significant differences Uh, For example, when we looked at the data and we broke it down by race among our Black and Latino families, uh, there were more than 50 cases per 10,000 residents in Hennepin County. Um, And Minneapolis Public Schools is about 70% uh, students of families of color. So those infection rates of COVID, those positive uh, testing uh, considerations, all went all into our decision about um, to begin with distance learning. So again, we wanted to protect uh, the health and safety of our students and families, and so we ended up with distance learning being the best option for us right now. But we'll continue, we'll continue to review that data and guidance from the CDC and state throughout the year. Um, and again, as I mentioned earlier, um, we're hopeful that at some point during the school year, we will move our continuum forward so we can move to phase three, um, which will be just, dist- um, excuse me, uh, hybrid with some supports of in-person learning and then ultimately phase five, which would be full on in-person learning.
0: I'm speaking with superintendent Ed Graff from Minneapolis public schools. And Ed, there will be some supports in place for students who are struggling with homework or maybe some uh, social or emotional uh, needs too, correct?
1: Yeah, we're preparing for a lot of professional development with our our staff. um, As we speak, we've got a number of days coming up here in the month of August, Um, but also the supports that we have for for students. you know, Part of what we are talking about in Phase 2 is providing supports such as our school-based health clinics. We'll be operating at our high schools. Um, We'll have our school-based mental health partners, such as North Point and Washburn, um, at various schools throughout our district. We'll be looking to have our college career readiness uh, assistance in our high schools. And then um, also considering the tutoring support from organizations like Reading Corps, or City of Lakes, our math corps. Um, so we've got those supports that we're building on uh, to assist with our distance learning model. And again, um, just really appreciative of the the support, the community support that we have to try and make sure that this is as positive start to the school year and as safe as possible for our students and staff.
0: hmm uh, Ed, talk to me about food, and because uh, you've uh, been providing food for students all summer long. Uh, how's that going to work
1: out? Yes, we've, we have been uh, providing our meal or summer feed program uh, most recently. Um, right now, we have uh, food pickup locations um, at nearly 50 sites across the city. Um, up until August 21st, we'll continue with this model. Families can come by and get one food uh, package per child each week. Um, and within that package, they get meals uh, for breakfast and lunch um, for a total of 10 meals a week. And so, uh, as I mentioned, we'll be providing that service through the 21st of August and then re-evaluating what model we need to go with as we're starting in distance learning. And we know that there will be needs um, across the city for our students um, to to get high-quality, nutritious meals. Uh, more information will come on that. And I would encourage uh, people have any questions. Uh, interest in this, you can go to our website at mpls.k12.mn.us and click on the COVID-19 link. We've got a special link. We'll also have a, um, a micro site that people can click on to get more information about everything related to uh, COVID-19 and our our phase approach of, of learning.
0: What else would you like to add, Ed?
1: I will just say, you know, we're looking forward to the start of the school year. We know this is not going to be like any other year that we've had. Um, you know, this is a, usually a very exciting time for our students and staff to be coming together. And although we aren't going to be able to do that in person, we are looking at opportunities to have gatherings, um, you know, very structured gatherings in the month of August, whether they're virtual, but a chance to, you know, learn a little bit more about the school for those students who are new to um, the, the middle school or the high school. And it's really, really critical that, um, you know, wherever you are in the city as a parent of Minneapolis public schools, that we have uh, really recent and current information, such as your email, uh, phone numbers, cell numbers, and your physical address. Uh, that way we can contact everyone with the information about the upcoming school year and what it will look like and how we can prepare for it. So just uh, really excited, actually, to, to see all of our students, and uh, whether that's virtually or Um, online, but we will be starting school September 8th for 1st through 12th grade. And then two days later on the 10th of September, we'll have our pre-K and kindergarten students joining us.
0: Superintendent Ed Graff from Minneapolis Public Schools, thank you so much for chatting with me today.
1: Thank you, Emily. Nice talking with you.